Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Happy Thursday, VP family. It is July 14. I'm Kim Howard, joined with Don Klein again. Um, and on Thursdays, we just try to share something we're thankful for. So, Dawn, what are you thankful for today? You know, I think today, I think I'm thankful for my job, really, um, and for the way God answers prayers and that we've had, um, some of you know and some of you don't, but I've had a lot of um, changes in my job, and I had prayed several times for good management and good um, administration in the way our building is run because we kind of just came from a place where it was not good management. So I'm very thankful that God has answered that prayer and that we do have seem to have really good management right now and good administration. It's, um, it's something that makes my job a whole lot easier. And I am very thankful for my job. I love my job and I love what I do. So I lo- I'm thankful that I'm happy with what I'm doing. Yeah, that is a, a huge thing to be thankful for your job and to enjoy your job. And um, it certainly makes it easier when you have good management and um, people who seem to care about you who work underneath them. So um that's a really good, thankful Thursday. So, um, and I always say this, I'm not a huge fan of coming up with something because I always have the canned response. Um, trying to be thankful for something more specific. Um, I would have to say that when we're recording this, so it would have been like a two weeks ago or so, um, had the opportunity to go and hang out at Michigan's Adventure on a nice, sunny, summer-ish day with my girls um, on a Monday and uh, with kind of our homeschool group crew of people. Um, And we just had a fun day. It was perfect day for riding on roller coasters, very small lines because it wasn't a super hot day. So people weren't like, you know, trying to get the water park in, Um, but we were able to do that as well. So it was just a good day of fun and relaxing with my girls. So I am thankful that we were able to do that um, just just a couple weeks ago. Fun times and lots of memories. Yeah, exactly. Yep, we had a good time just going from ride to ride and going on the same ride back to back, back to back. <laughs> so um, not me so much because I would have gotten sick, but the kids would go running round and round. Yes. Um, so it was fun. Um, all right. So for Thursday, let's see, scripture for today is from Colossians 1, verses 15 through 28. And I asked Dawn to read that again, and she's agreed. So go ahead, read our scripture for the day. And and I found this scripture a little bit more difficult to understand, but um, really enjoyed reading it. Chris is the, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through, for through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. 
He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everyone, everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who, who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ and his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the insurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world, and I, Paul, has been, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. I am glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for his body, the church. God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message to you. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know the riches in the glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. So we tell others about Christ, warning others, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God perfect in their relationship to Christ. Thank you. I'm just going to note that as I was reading, uh, following along in the NIV here, um, I had a hard time tracking between those two versions. Those two versions are very different. They are very different. Because um, I was starting to wonder, like, what on earth was I reading and what are my notes all about? Because this could be trouble. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I think like when you mentioned you kind of had a hard time with it, I almost wonder if sometimes the version is that which makes it difficult because um, I didn't necessarily feel like it was difficult reading it when I read it in the NLT. Um, it I did find it very it. much easier to read in the NLT than yeah. Than and I've so. always said people have probably heard me say this multiple times too, like the beginning of John just like is so I have that written down complicated in my mind i don't know why those words just become so garbled in my head and like i just can't wrap my head around all of the words that he's using in the way that he's using them <laughs> to make sense so i um i have john 1 1 through <laughs> 5 written down because it basically says pretty much the same thing the word was was, was Christ God, was, was God and the word is God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the exact wording of it, but um it it's very similar to what that is. So yeah. I had that written down as well. So yeah. So maybe that explains why this would be somewhat complicated for my mind to just wrap its head around. Um 
in the NLT, I did feel it was a little bit easier to understand it. It is easier in that version. Um, I really got a lot of, out of this story, a lot of, or out of this passage, a lot of grace and reconciliation. Um, but just how big Jesus really is, because this is, Jesus started, Jesus was in the beginning and, yeah, and it's just amazing to think of how big Jesus really is. And he is the light. Yeah. So. Mind blowing, right? Like, like our minds can't really even fully comprehend how big he yeah. must be. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I really had it written down. So verses 15 through 23, it's the gospel message laid out clearly. I mean, yes. Paul's basically just retelling the gospel message. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's were, where I got grace and reconciliation yeah, from. Exactly. Yep. Um, I, that would make perfect sense. Right. Um, and so I think like if you were to do like if you were going to go to somebody and say, this is what the gospel message is and explain it to them, this would be a good place to go to mm -hmm. see, OK, well, how does Paul lay that out? Because I think it's laid out pretty clearly. You probably could even summarize it even a little bit shorter than what he's done. If you were going to try and tell people what the gospel story is, um, you know, what's that all about? Because he does, he does a good job in that. I think um, in that first part, um, another thing I caught in there is that in verse 23, so that's kind of the end of that first section, I think. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, because 24 kind of starts a separate section. Mm -hmm. But um, so in 23, how did I have it worded here? Um, it says, but you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. I actually went back and read that in the NIV because I like the way it words it there. Um, because it talks about, it starts in verse 22 uh, in the NIV where it says, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. I liked the way it worded that because I think that um, sometimes we think that it's like a once and done, mm -hmm. like we believe and then we can just kind of put that on the shelf. Right. Like I got it. I know my Bible enough. Um, I believe it. And so now I'm just going to take that and I'm going to set my faith, my religion, my relationship with Jesus. I'm going to just set that on the shelf uh, for a later date. Right. Um, but I think that is pretty clear. Like you, it, it requires a continuance. You must continue in your faith. You must make a choice. Um. To con you know, you got to, it's a, cho you have to choose to believe and continue to choose to believe. Um, so I feel like, like, uh, what did I have here? The if makes it clear that it's a choice that we make, not just one, but must continuously make. So it is a choice and we have to do it continuously, you know? Yes. Um, we don't just once and done believe, I guess. I think there was a lot in here that, you know, you could spend hours on. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, it, the gospel story, right? I mean, it, again, he's pretty well simplified it, I think. You know, he's broken it down into this little compact, what, 15 through 23. Um, 
verses, but you're right. I mean, to go into the theological depth of it would be huge, but we've discussed that really faith is way more simple than we make it sometimes. Yes. Um, Yes. So I think it lays it out clearly, like what, what that relationship with Jesus would look like, you know, Mm -hmm. why he did what he did and how we're reconciled to him through what he did. Um, yeah, it just, it says who Jesus is, and it, I don't think anybody could ever say how big Jesus is. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is so much bigger than what anybody could ever put into words. Right. Nope, I agree. And so, that's part of that, so. Yep. I think one thing that um, kind of had me wrestle with, and I didn't uh, wrestle with it too much, because it's just really a question Um, But in verse 23 as well, um, at the last sentence of it says, this is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Um, Yeah, I think the NLT is, is similar enough. Um, I think what caught my attention was that it, if we hold this to be true, it, it says that the gospel message has been already, it has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. So, like, in my mind, I sometimes try to think, like, okay, well, wait a minute. Our job as Christians is to preach the gospel to those who haven't heard. But here it's saying that the gospel has been preached to every creature, which would, I'm, I'm assuming that means all humans, not just creature as in animals. Um, so I, I wrestle with like, so what does that mean? Like why, if, if the gospel message, according to Paul, has been actually preached to every creature, and maybe it's a translation thing from one language to another, that's possible. That it's different. Um, but I think I, this was one I looked up in multiple translations to see how closely they were. Um, but it raises the question in my mind. All right. So here it's saying that the gospel has been preached. And there's other places in the Bible too, other scriptures where it refers to that God is saying, like, there's no excuse for anybody to say that they don't know who I am. It is everywhere. I have written my name across everything, right? the sky, the trees, all of creation speaks my name. So no one will have an excuse. But I then like, then I go to wonder like, all right, well, well then what does that mean? If we're to preach the gospel, what about that? Because if they already know it, then what am I preaching to them or because, what am I sharing with them? Yeah. I think though, what, what we're supposed to share is not so much what the gospel is, but what the gospel means yeah, maybe that's, that's the relational yeah. aspect, right? Like you said, like we had the belief, the knowledge, the faith, but not the relationship. Right. You know, so maybe that's so. what we're. Yeah. And and I think also preaching isn't always getting up on stage and preaching or being on a podcast as we are, but preaching is the way you live. People see the way you live and they realize that you're different from others 
And I think that is a, a way of preaching too, without even saying words, you're preaching by demonstrating what it means to live in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's, you know, about, yeah, maybe it's about, uh, I, one of my all time faves is just from Hebrews, um, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, where it talks about spurring one another on towards love and good deeds. Um, It's about encouraging, right. Other members Mm -hmm. of the body. Um, You know, so I'm wondering if everybody has already heard, so to speak, somehow the gospel message, maybe our job is not so much about sharing the gospel message because I'm, I'm sure there's people who have rejected it, whether they know it or not, they've rejected it. But maybe it's more about our relationship with fellow believers and bringing them one step further. And that could be those baby Christians, right? Like that they barely know. But, you know, maybe our job is to spur them on to make that next step, whatever that may look like for them. Um, and with maybe more mature Christians, that would be to challenge and encourage them to grow in a new way. Um, cause we're all on a journey. None of us have arrived yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe, maybe that's more about, you know, helping them continue in their faith in, you know, that means a movement in a direction continuing, um, and helping them stand firm and not move from hope. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. I work with um, a few different people and three of them, and actually they are no no longer employed there, but they were working there and they were all very vocal about the fact that they were atheists. They were brothers. So um, they were very, they made it very clear that they were atheists and I wasn't going to change their mind and I didn't try But one of them said to me one day, you know, you live your life so differently. And I really like the way you live your life. And I was like, oh, so he does see a difference in me. And and just as I got to know him better, I did share with him what makes me different. I couldn't share it right away because I knew that that would be rejected because he had made it very clear. Right. But by the time he left there, I think he knew that I had a relationship with Christ. And I think he was intrigued by that. Now, whether it made him look further or not, I don't know. I'm hoping it did. Yeah. But all I can do is what I'm supposed to do. And that's live my life in a way that's different from the world. So, Right. And then being willing to share. And right. When yeah. somebody asks, what Willing gives to you the share. hope? Because obviously yes. Christians are hope filled. Like if you're not, you should question <laughs> your faith because we are hope filled people. Right. We mm-hmm. have something we look forward to. Um, and so if that's how you live your life is filled with hope. We know this world is not filled with hope. There's right. It's very dire in most so, circumstances. Yeah. So um, if they see that in you and then they ask, like, what, what do you have? What am I missing? Right. Like, right. Um, that, that's super cool. You're right. You, you should, 
that you should be seen as different um, and different stands out for yeah. good or bad. Yeah. You know, different stands out. Different um, definitely stands out. So, so yeah, that's, um, that's a cool, cool story and opportunity to share. And, um, you know, but we know every human being is created with a God sized hole in their heart. Mm-hmm. Well, this particular employee is actually coming back, I heard, through the grapevine. So mm-hmm. I don't know how true it is, but um, he is coming back to work there. So there there may be more, more opportunities, opportunities. if he does come back. And we each have a role. So, so maybe your role was fulfilled already, but maybe God will give you more opportunity to right. further those conversations. And I'm hoping that there are other people in his life who have shown him as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I just wonder, like, maybe that's more what we're supposed to be doing is um, encouraging, challenging, equipping um, the body believers in whatever way, shape or form that looks like so that we are all becoming mature. Um, And again, that includes those little baby Christians who may not even know that they know yet. Right. Um, And what, what that might look like. I don't know, but I just had to pause. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes God's, you know, again, he's way bigger. Like you said, he's way bigger than we can even imagine. Um, it seems like this might be one of those situations where like, all right, you're saying everybody knows, but you're saying we got to preach it. So I don't know who we're supposed to preach it to. If, um, if everybody knows who am I talking to? Um, what does that look like? But that's all I had. Anything else that um, brought just that Jesus attention? is big. <laughs> Jesus is big, and it's a gospel message, right? Like I think that's pretty simple for us. Is uh, many of us know what that gospel message is, but if you are looking for a real simple way to break it down, look up Colossians one fifteen through twenty three. Um, maybe read it in the NLT. And yes, the NLT is very much easier <laughs> a to understand. Version. Yes, um, for sure. Well, cool. So at the end of um, Colossians 1, verse 29, um, I like the way Paul wrote this, I think, in the NLT version of it. Um, And I have 28 and 29 highlighted. Um, But I just want to finish by saying, um, as Paul says, I pray that this also be our purpose as well. Um, He says, that's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. And he's talking about um, that we tell others about Christ, warning everybody and teaching everybody all the wisdom God has given us. And we want to present them to God perfect in their relationship to Christ. So um, as you share with others, the hope, the wisdom, the things that you've learned, you share that with other people. You will be encouraging them, equipping them, helping them grow. And I pray that you'll have those above you in their journey, right? That they will be feeding into you as well. Um, And I think that's the way our community is supposed to work in Christ is that we are all um, encouraging and challenging one another, holding each other accountable um, so that we can present one another to God as perfect in his sight. Yes. Um, So I pray that today 
um, think about those relationships that you have with others. Who are you feeding into? Who's feeding into you? Who's challenging you, growing you? Um, who are you doing the same with? And um, I may, I pray that that would be true of you, that at the end, um, as you come to the end of your life, that you would be able to look back and say, that's why I worked so hard and struggled so hard. Um, of course, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within us um, to bring those things to be. Um, so I pray that you'll have a great Thursday um, and that you will have the opportunity to feed into somebody today or receive wisdom from somebody else. We will see you tomorrow for the last day of the week. Have a good one. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.